Buenos dias! What's happening? Thank you guys for joining us. Another Tyreek Talks Tuesday. I'm excited. We're here live at Premier Barber Institute. It is going down. As always, don't forget to share. Ricky Racon, David Giron, uh, DC Craig, Yeed, and two others joined. Uh, Exodus, Mary J. Hair, hair, hair Distri, what's happening? Thanks for joining this morning. Uh, Esthetician University, Devon the Barber, Frank 1987. Us uh, going down 859-official. We got Kentucky in here. We got Chicago. We got Connecticut. We got Philly. Oh, uh, please let us know where you're from. Let us know where you're from so we can make that uh, statement. RJ the Barber, Fly Guy Almighty, Phases Mobile Barbershop, Jason the Barber, Educator. Thank you guys for joining this morning. Don't forget to hit the share button. He dubbed the barber. So we got some new faces, some old faces. Concise what's happening. Thank you guys for joining this morning. It's a great day here at Premier. We got new students uh, starting today. We got students transitioning. So we got orientation happening. I got a shop owner who is here observing this morning, uh, looking for potential uh, employees, somebody to continue to expand her business and just establish a relationship with the school further. Interesting fact, uh, Nicole was at the Art of Shaving and she shaved my beard completely off when we went to the Art of Shaving. That was her. That was her. So, yeah, so she was, uh, she shaved my, my entire beard off at King of Prussia. It was an exciting day and so we've continued that relationship just through social and she's been at the school. She lives in the area and is expanding her business so she's looking for some folks. So, it's a great day today. There's a lot happening for the next few days. I'm excited to be here with you guys. So thank you so much for joining. Don't forget to share button and let people know. I have a few announcements before I get into my live. The first one is I will be at the OGBC conference. That is March the 12th through the 13th in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. Excited about that. I will be the keynote speaker and I'll be talking to a lot of my peers, other people in the industry. Uh, there's an award show, an educational symposium. And I'm excited about that. The other thing that we have going on is the Cleveland Barber and Beauty Expo that is going down. That is going to be the following weekend, March 19th. So for all, all you beauty professionals that are looking to compete in makeup and also get some continued education classes on HD makeup, uh, there's a lash class also happening there. Please sign up. Hit the link. I have it in my stories. If you're interested in being there, it's a great show. Uh, I've been there for the past several years as an educator, but I've also been there to participate. Great, great show. A lot of amazing talent. There's some battles and stuff that'll be there and some educators that are going to be speaking. So March 19th, 2023, make sure you go to the Cleveland Barber and Beauty Expo if you are in that area and decide that that's a show that you want to go to. Don't miss that show. Okay. Um, also, I want to talk a little bit about last week before I get into this week's live. Last week... Um, I was talking about making content, prioritizing you turning on the camera and pressing the red button, whether you're taking a photo or you're taking a video. And I know there's a lot of content creators out there and they tell you, hey, you gotta make video, you gotta make content, you got, but it is difficult. It's not easy, right? And a lot of us, we judge ourselves on our content. We're like, we'll take pictures. Mark said it earlier today. Mark, how many pictures you take? A lot. A lot? Do you post a lot of them? 
No, he doesn't post a lot of them. Why? Because he's too busy judging himself saying, oh, I don't like this. It doesn't look as good as so-and-so's. Listen, you have an audience of people that are following you and following your journey. So whether you think it's good or not, there are people that are already supporting you. That content that you put out, that image, that quality of that cut is good enough for the people that are following you. Stop trying to compare yourself to people who are marketing themselves on social and putting themselves out there as the best in the world. You're also competing with 10% of people who are actually posting on social media as far as influence is concerned. It's a very, very small percentage. There are hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of barbers, stylists, makeup artists that are working every single day and not posting. They're not on social. They're making great money and they're doing their thing. I mentioned last week with Jenny, who was working for me for 18 years, that I was telling her for years, get on social, post images. Now, Jenny was a barber who was booked Monday through Saturday. She was booked seven in the morning to seven o'clock at night, nonstop lunch break. She took off on Tuesday. Tuesday was her day off, but she was busy. And I was saying, you need to get on social. She said, well, I don't need to get on social. I'm already booked. Guess what? It didn't matter. It didn't matter that she was on social. It didn't matter that she was taking photos because guess what? The, the idea was to be booked, not popular, right? I got to get booked. She's already booked. So there's only two other things you do. You elevate, open up a business, elevate, raise your prices, right? So you start Weaning out some people who don't want to pay your price and open up the room for people who are willing to pay. There's a couple things you can do. And she's like, I don't need to. I'm already booked. I have my established clientele. I'm booked out for three weeks in advance for the most part. I don't need to be on social. And guess what? It didn't matter until it mattered. Now, I was trying to coach her. I was trying to give her the alley-oop. So we did as a shop. We would post her. We would put her on our page. We would create content. This is one of our barber profiles. This is her work. And we would constantly put her on the shop page. The issue was that Jenny didn't feel the need to create her own page or create her own content for her page. She didn't like to put the camera there and take the pictures. She didn't like. So we did it for her. We took the pictures. We did the extra mundane thing. One, she was too busy cutting. But it was important to capture content to highlight who she was. One, for our business. But it only really mattered to Jenny when it mattered for her business. Because Jenny, after 18 years of working there, decided that she was going to open up her own space. And guess what she didn't have? She didn't have images or content to post, I'm opening a business, here's my work. She had to take it from the shop page. So a lot of her first images weren't at her new location. It was in the barbershop that she was currently working. It didn't have a flat backdrop. It had the backdrop of where she was cutting because most of her shots were action shots while she was working and servicing people. And so when she built her app, she didn't have content that she created. It's important now because now that she has her own business, talking about brick and mortar, established, you know, shop, it makes sense now like, oh, I got to post more because she also has to hire people. And she needs to make sure that she has enough walk-in clientele to support the other people that she's hiring because she's already booked. But now she has to market her business. And now it's a priority now to market yourself. 
And it doesn't matter until it matters. And many people will take pictures, like Mark said earlier, and take pictures and take pictures and take pictures because in the moment you believe that it looks good. In the moment you like the angle. In the moment you like the fade. And then later on, you go and you look at it and you're like, man, I could have touched that up a little bit or, oh, I don't like that hair looks out of place. And so you don't post that image and no one ever sees it. And then it doesn't matter until it matters. And then you're wondering why you're not getting the clientele that you need for your business. Posting is not enough. That's a step. Doing a haircut is a step. Shaving it is a step. Taking your phone out is a step. Taking a picture is a step. Pressing record is a step. Then you got to edit it afterwards. Then you got to put it up. Then you got to put words on it. You got to get the right caption. It's a lot of steps to do this. It's a lot of steps to get here early in the morning every week for the last five, since 2015, 16, and go live and have content and something to talk about. It's a lot. And if you've ever seen me traveling, everywhere I go, I get a backdrop. I find the hot spot in that location and I make sure I have a good enough backdrop so that you, the consumer who is consuming my content, sees a great aesthetic for what it is that I'm doing. Whether I'm at Times Square or I'm in Buckingham Palace or I was at in Russia when I was at the, the Kremlin. These are all places that I've done my live and made sure that my audience got a great backdrop. You think it was easy to get up early in the morning and travel? I'll tell you this, this story. I remember being in California and I was at in San Francisco at the Bay Bridge. And while there, it's 630 in the morning. I'm on the side of the highway. It's dark. I'm by myself. I got an Uber to drop me off there. This is a place where people commit suicide. This is where people go to end their life. I don't know what the Uber thought, driver thought he was doing to drop me off. But I was there. It was really, really dark. The lights were on. You could see the bridge. And I'm performing my live because I wanted to make sure and prioritize the backdrop for you guys. 6.30 in the morning. So I could be live at 9.30 on the East Coast. I prioritize that because it's something that is important for me to continue to do. It is my service to the industry. It is my service to the school. It is my duty. I'm, I feel like I'm living in my purpose. And so it's not easy all the time to come up with the content and always put something. But every day something's happening at the school. Every day something's happening in our industry. Every day something's happening where... With my experience, I'm able to talk. I don't feel like I'm better than anybody else. I get up, I turn the camera on, and I go live. I say ums, I say uhs, I stutter. I'm trying to find the thought. Sometimes I have notes, sometimes I don't. But I've prioritized to do this for a reason. Let, let, let me explain to you what I mean. Last week, we talked about content, creating awareness, and marketing yourself. So because I've been purposefully doing this, I will tell you a few things that have happened. I mentioned that I was in Russia at the Kremlin because I was going live and teaching and somebody who runs a show in Russia said, Tyreek, we would love to have you at our show. Not only did they fly me over there, pay for my visa, food travel food, uh, per diem, put me in a hotel. I had a security guard the entire week that I was there. They picked me up and took me everywhere, wherever I wanted to go, a, a detailed security with me. I got paid $3,500 per day. I spoke for one hour 
As a matter of fact, I did a haircut. I don't even do haircuts at trade shows anymore. But that's what they wanted. They wanted me to talk. I had to not only speak in English to a translator who was translated in Russia, but I also had to make sure that I was explaining in a way that he could translate what I was doing so that the practitioners in the audience knew what I was doing. I had to perform this all in one hour with no prep work. One, it was because I was prepared to do the work. I knew what I was doing, so I was confident in my ability. But the reason I was in Russia is because I was purposefully putting content out there and they wanted me at their event. I was in London. I've been all over the United States, spoke at many, many different events. I have a day rate, I get paid, food per diem, flight, hotel, everything. Because I'm purposefully putting content. And I will tell you what, for anyone who's ever hired me at this show, they'll tell you they get more than what they pay for. Because I deliver. And it's not a Tyreek Talk Tuesday experience. I don't know if you've ever seen one of my webinars or seminars, it is a more detailed for their audience, whatever it is that they want to teach. If I had the experience in it, it's what I teach. With PowerPoint, it's content, it's exercises. It's an educational seminar. And every single time I go, it's different than a Tyreek Talk Tuesday. I, got, I can go on a rant. I can, go, I can do whatever I want. But when you're paying me to come to your show, I'm going to give you what it is that you want and what your audience wants. And it's going to be detailed. So it's different. It's why people continue to hire me and bring me out. Now, I want to talk a little bit about content because we've been talking about it last week. But I will tell you that a lot of what I do is not necessarily me at this point. Now, for a long time, I was posting three haircuts a day. For a long time, I put a camera up and, and record myself teaching at Premier Barber Institute when I had students, and I would record myself. And I didn't have mics and fancy stuff. I just pulled my camera out and filled. I have over 20,000 videos in my phone. I still have the video when you shave my face. I still have it in my phone. That was what, 2015, 2014, 2015? And I still have that video in my phone because I'm constantly taking content, not realizing that it was important to put it out there, but I was just filming because I thought it was important to do. And I'm encouraging you to do this because what it does is it creates opportunity. I tell the students to post content because there are shop owners that are watching what we're doing at Premier. And when they see you and they see that you're tagging and you're doing stuff and we're sharing your content, this is how you get hired. This is how people find you. We got a student who started today because there's another student who is here having a great experience and he shared that with his friend. So his friend decided to join. Not only that, he said he knew someone else who graduated from this program because we're purposefully creating an experience and we're capturing it and putting it on display. Yesterday was MLK and Martin Luther King Day is known mostly for his I have a dream speech and what he meant to the civil rights movement. And while we celebrate that day off and, and recognition of Martin Luther King, the theme that he had a dream was important. Whatever his dream was for society, when you look around this school, it's relevant that what he was speaking of, we can experience that today in this building. Now, it's important. I, I tell the students they need to, to, to post I tell the staff at the barbershop they need to post. 
When I talk to other people and they hire me for a coaching session, whether on the phone or in person, I, a lot of times I go and look at their content. If I have it, if they hit me from Instagram, I go and look at what it is and then I find out what it is they want. And a lot of times they're dropping the ball because they're not capturing what it is that they want. How many of you have been to a show, right? They've been to a show and when you go to the show to see said educator, you're sitting in the audience thinking, are you kidding me? This guy works for that company? They really said that on stage? I, 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 I was in a class and I heard a guy say this one time. He was teaching color. And he said, you have to consultate the hair. This was a guy on stage teaching. He said, you have to consultate. Now, I knew what he was trying to say. But he said, you have to consultate the hair. A lot of you are going to these shows and they highlight an educator who's going to be speaking. And when you hit that link or you hit that person's profile, there is nothing on their page that says, I educate. There's nothing on there that says, this is what I do. Nothing. They do what you do. They cut hair. They color hair. They do shades. They do eyelashes. They do eyebrows. They do what you do. And you're going to go watch them. Many of you are more qualified and you're better than a lot of the people on the stage. And the reason no one knows it is because you're not showing it. You're not showing how good you are. You're not showing how vulnerable you are in taking the time to capture yourself and put it out there for people to judge it. But you're better than a lot of the people to get on a platform and speak. And the only thing that's different between you and them is they had the courage to record themselves or apply and say, hey, I want to teach at your show. They had the courage to DM and say, hey, this is what I do. And a lot of times it's popularity over purpose. You have people that are popular on stage, but they have no purpose in teaching. Ooh, that was heavy. I might have to be careful with that one. But this is what I'm talking about. So even with all my experience, all my years of experience and my ability to cut hair, my ability to teach, my ability to speak, I do still have a coach. I have someone who helps me and helps position me to do some of the things that I do. I have many coaches too. The instructors here help to coach me in what's happening in the classroom and maybe adjustments that need to be made. And we make them from time to time. My business partner, Dan, will put me in the office. We'll have a, a mini coaching session on some things that he thinks we need to do for the next phase of our school. And so I have these mini coaches that speak into my life and help me to be a better version of me. But the difference is there are people who listen and there are people who do. I'm a doer and I'm a grow giver. I go, I grow and I give it back to you. And I give it to the students and I offer opportunities for the students to come to the shop, check out the experience at the barbershop. And if I'm sitting here with you, you're going to get from me if you're pulling from me. Eric calls it scratch and sniff. You remember when you was in kindergarten, you did something cool in school and the teacher gave you a little uh, a sticker with a muffin on it and you scratched it. And you're like, oh, this is blueberry. You didn't know what it was until you did what? You agitated it. And when you agitated it, an aroma came out. I'm scratch and sniff. If you want, all you got to do is agitate a little bit. I'm going to give you an answer to what it is that you need. A lot of times you're afraid to ask, and so you don't get the answer, then you get frustrated. 
And I can, I can go around, I can look around this room with a handful of students that will pull me to the side and ask me some questions and we will sit there and have some dialogue about some information that they need. I have a coach still. I will tell you that Efex apps and Eric has been coaching me for the last couple of years in various areas. And I've been coaching him in other areas. It's like playing ping pong. I said, I'm a nice serve. And he hits me back. Put a little spin on it. And we're back and forth. And every now and again, I, hit, I slam one on it. Get out of here. Reset. Point me. And then he comes back. Bam! Hits me. And he got me. So yesterday was MLK Day. But on Saturday, I was doing my regular thing. I'm in the shop cutting clients. Clients getting ready to just do whatever they're going to do on the weekend. to have an extended weekend. And Eric calls me up. And he says, yo, I need you to put your mic on, turn the camera on. I'm going to hit this link and I'm going to send it to you. I need you to open up the link. And I said, I don't have my headphones. He said, I don't care if you don't have your headphones. I got something I want you to do and you're going to have to figure it out. I said, well, give me a minute. Then he calls me back. He says, bro, I told you I had something I want you to do. I told you to get your phone. I told you to set up. We're going to record something and you're not moving like I need you to move. And I said, okay, relax. Let me you know, figure it out. He said, go to your car, get your other phone. You're going to have to call me on the other phone. And you have to figure this out. Whether you talk on speaker, put me in your pocket, something. Because I need you to do something. And I said, okay, I got you. So what did he do? He recorded me and he said, I remember one year you did the MLK speech on your live. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. He says, tell me a little bit about that. And we started talking. He says, what I want you to do is I want you to do your own rendition of the MLK speech. And I just want you to send it to me and we're going to put it out for Martin Luther King Day. I was like, okay, cool. I wasn't thinking about doing that. Although it's something that I've done in the past. I've done the MLK speech for years. The actual speech. Well, at least half of it. And I've done it and I'm going to explain the story of where this comes from. So, so Eric, as my coach, knows certain skill sets and certain things that I can do and he just pulls it out of me and says, hey, we're going to capture this. And in the moment, I'm cutting a kid and I'm just cutting him. And, you know, and he I'm like, hey, you got school on Monday? And he's like, no. I'm like, do you know why? He's like, no. And I said, well, MLK is Martin Luther King Day. You know who that is? He said, yeah, that's the president. No, he's not the president. But I had to talk to this little kid. But I was able to capture that piece of content in a real raw, genuine experience that was happening because Eric told me, turn the camera on, just have this conversation with this kid. And so I did it as a coach. I did it. And because I did it, let me give you some analytics real quick. This is what the coach does for you, right? So here's a little kid. And in three hours, it had like 9,101 plays and it reached 228 new people, right? There's the other one. When he said, go ahead and do the Martin Luther King speech that you do and freestyle, do your own thing, have fun with it. So I did that too. And it had 10,000 views, 64 shares, 48 comments, and it reached 2,006 people. Not to mention that about 30 different people, I might be a little off by a number here and there because I didn't check the analytics this morning, reshared that audio and recreated their own experience. 
with that video because everyone has had a dream that is in this field to either open up their own barbershop, grow, expand, whatever it is. For many of the students, it's, I just want to cut hair. I've been wanting to do this. That's the dream. But that dream changes over time. Over time, it changes. The, the next thing is, I got to find a good shop, a shop to go to. I heard a student today, Al, he said, yeah, I've been here. I'm about to graduate. It was a quick time. He says, but I'm the best in here, baby. And people laughed. What Al doesn't realize is he's about to go into the real world. He's going to be at the bottom of the totem pole again. He's going to be at the bottom. And he's going to look at everybody else like, man, they're faster than me. They're better than me. And dude, you give good haircuts. No doubt about it. But he's going to go into a real shop experience. He's going to be back at the bottom of the totem pole. And he's going to have to build his way back up again. And while he's there, whether he's pursuing his music career or creating a music experience barbershop for himself, he's going to have to then say, what's the next phase for me? Maybe I want to manage this shop. Maybe I want to partner with this company and open up a second or third location. Maybe I'm ready to open my own. It will elevate and change. It may not today. It may not tomorrow, but there'll be a point where he's going to have to do something else to make a different decision. What, what am I doing next? Everybody's level and elevation is different. Some people plateau and kind of stay where they are. But most people want to elevate in some way, shape, or form. You don't stay in kindergarten forever, scratch and sniff. You go to elementary, you go to junior high, you go to high school. Some of you go take secondary education like the people who are here. Some of you go to college. Some of you go and get jobs. But you elevate. You had a small apartment, you get a house. You got a bigger house. You had a putt-putt, you got a decent car, you got a better car. You have no children, life is great. Then you have children and life changes. No more vacations. And then after a while, you start taking vacations again. You start enjoying life and guess what? Boom, you have another baby and everything slows down again. So when that happens, look, you're laughing. <laughs> when that happens, you got to make more money. You got to elevate. You got to do stuff. You have to continue to grow because you got more mouths to feed. You have more responsibility. You have more things that you want to do. You want to travel more. You see other people living a cool social life. You're like, man, I want to do some of those things. And so you make decisions to elevate whatever those decisions are. But if you're not capturing that content, it's hard to market yourself. This is a marketing game. In today's world, you are not a barber, you are not a makeup artist, you are not a stylist, you are not a lash tech. You are a marketer that happens to do X. You have to see yourself as a marketer. You have a company to run, whether you rent a chair at a barbershop or you own the barbershop and you have people working under you, you are a marketer in today's world. And the people who win are the people who are marketing themselves. Jordan won six championships. Did he do it by himself? No, he had a team of people around him. And he had one other person that was very, very important. Anybody know who his name was? Phil Jackson, his coach. Was Phil Jackson a better basketball player than him? Okay, I'm going to use that example. Jordan was the influencer. Phil Jackson was the coach. He was the coach 
That was positioning him. Now, he also had some PR people. He had some marketing people. And guess what? His, his sneakers made him more popular than life. It wasn't just his ability to play the game at a high level and win. His sneakers kept him relevant for years. To this day, we still know Jordan because of what? His sneakers. A lot of the younger people there never even seen Michael Jordan play. Unless they saw it on YouTube or some highlight reel that somebody posted just to acknowledge Michael Jordan. But we know about him because of the marketing around him. And his sneakers are still very relevant. That's called longevity. It's marketing. It's marketing. He's putting himself... And then guess what? Guess what happens now? Just like I did the MLK speech and then other people began to post their own version of the MLK speech with their barbershop and their images and their videos. It's the same way when you put your content out there. If it's good, people will start to share it. Just like they shared Jordan sneakers. People will begin to share what it is that they want to share. You need a coach. You need someone to help guide you. Listen, if you're in a barbershop or in a school and you're cutting and somebody next to you is not cutting, say, hey, can you grab the phone real quick and record this 15 second clip? I just need my hands like this. Do over my shoulder. and do. Just get it. You're not doing nothing. And then reciprocate that same energy to them. Capture the content. Help market each other. Help market each other in the business. Help market yourself. Put yourself out there and create content that people want to see. I promise you, stop worrying about the people in California that you want to like your stuff. If you're a barber trying to gain business, if you're a stylist, if you're a makeup artist and you're trying to gain business in your local area, you only need to be focused on the local. That's it. Now, if you want to influence on a greater level and you're trying to go further than that, then you need to be following the people that's important and then market yourself to the, that audience. Put your, when I go live, I'm just going live. The marketing to the live is when Eric takes the video and chops it down and makes another piece of content and we put it out there every single day. Where was that at? Oh, that was from his live. Oh, I missed that live. Yeah, check out the live every Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. We're just marketing it. We got a student who started today who's a cosmetologist and he said, I've been following this barber school for over a year looking at their content. And it looks like a wonderful place to learn. Those are not my words. Those are his words. I didn't know he was going to say that. He said it in his introduction today. He said, I went to cosmetology school. I've been duped because... I thought I was gonna learn barbering, but I learned how to cut hair. Got my license finished, but I didn't learn barbering. I really wanted to learn barbering. And I've been following this school for a year. Or maybe a little more, you said a year or more? About two years. Two years, I'm sorry, two years. He said, I've been watching the videos and the content that you're putting out. We've been marketing the experience that students get here at the school. When you look at the premiere page, you see the instructors, you see the students. You see the clients that they're servicing. You don't see Tyreek. Every now and again, it might be a little, because the students aren't gonna sit in front of me every day. They're gonna be in front of these instructors that are here. We're marketing the experience so that when people see it, we're also marketing it for shop owners. 
When shop owners look at that, they're like, oh man, that, that, who did that? That's a nice cut. Did they tag that person? Let me hit that tag real quick and see who that is. Hey, Nick, how you doing? We're looking for a barber. Come, can you do an interview? Can you come by? I saw your work on social. Good stuff, would like to meet you in person. The question is, do you still dream? Or did you forget how to dream? I know when I was a kid, and a BMW would drive by, but that's my car. Claim it. That's my car. Claim it. That's my car. Claim it. Because I was dreaming that one day I would get one of those. When I see the guys, I lived in Lancaster City, about two blocks up from downtown. And this is where all lawyers were. This is where all the lawyers were. So all I saw was a bunch of businessmen walking around in suits. And I looked at that as an example of success. And I knew that one day I was going to have a business and I would wear a suit. And I will tell you that when I was teaching here at Premier as an instructor, every single I wore a suit every single day. Whether I was climbing up or getting below chairs or instructing, I wore a suit every single day. But because when I was a kid, it's what I saw. And I was dreaming about whatever it was I was going to do. I'm going to wear suits every day like these guys. I'm going to drive a car like that every single day, like these guys. I didn't know what it was they did. I was young, but I was dreaming. I was dreaming of something. Oh, but man, let me tell you something. When I got to, 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 to school, man, I knew that my dream was starting to come to fruition. Because, see, I was cleaning windows at a barber shop and getting a haircut on Tuesday for cleaning the windows. Swept the hair through the trash. Many of you know the story, but I was in the barbershop dreaming. I'm going to have one of these chairs in here. I was just cleaning the windows, but I'm going to have one of these chairs. And because I was still dreaming, I ended up getting one of those chairs. I made it happen. I was working that dream. I went to school, graduated, got me a chair, got my manager's license, was managing and apprenticing people. There was no schools to go to. I so I had an idea one day that I would open up my own school. I knew one day I would open up my own school. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know where the money's going to come from. But one day I'm going to have one because I kept dreaming. You better hold on to your dream. You better learn how to dream. And you need some people around you that are going to help invest in you. Has life beaten you up to the point that you just don't have a desire to dream anymore? This is my life. Woe is me. Guess I'm just going to do this. I remember when I was a kid, my dad, whenever I had a pity party, this is what my dad would say to me. Whenever I was moping or I was upset, this is what my dad would say. My dad was a big old tough military guy. He would come over and he goes, you sad? Oh, look at you. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I guess I'll go eat worms. And then he would tell me to say that. And I didn't like the, I didn't like the way that sounded. And he would tell me, you need to cheer up. Life is not that difficult. You walk around here moping around. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I guess I'll go eat worms. He said, you're going to have a pity party by yourself because nobody wants to see your face like that. He said, just your attitude. Come on out here. And then he would cheer me up. 
But he would, he would show me what I was doing. That was my first coach, was my dad. My mom taught me how to love. My mom taught me how to have compassion and empathy. So I had the best of both worlds. But those were my first coaches. And as I grew up, I grew out of my household coaching. I remember in eighth grade, I met Karen White. Karen White changed my life forever. She was the principal of the school. She changed who I was. She taught me how to be a gentleman. She took me out to eat. She made me open the door for women and open the door when they get in the car. She made me do things and sit at a table properly and make sure I knew where the water and the drink and the bread and keep my elbows off and say, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and how to order food from a menu. Because before that, I wouldn't order no food from no menu. Shoot, it was lucky we went to Ponderosa on Friday night. But she took me out to fancy restaurants and she drove me around in her BMW. My dream was finally coming to fruition. I was learning something. She made me make decisions in school that was going to help change my life forever. And while I was in high school, I met Minister Woods. Minister Woods was a youth pastor. He asked me to assist him at the church. And so I was following his paperwork away and I was learning how to write lesson plans, which helps me to do these lives and to be an educator. I, I learned how to write curriculum as he was writing his plan for the month for the church and for the youth and events. I learned how to do some of that stuff because I had a coach who was teaching me and training me in the process. And then when I graduated from high school, uh, Champ Hall was the business coach. He was the first barber who gave me an opportunity. And that man was speaking into my life and he was teaching me. I was groomed in the barbershop. I became a man in the barbershop. It was the barbershop in which I grew and I learned. And then Pastor Phil was an older pastor, he was a senior pastor, but he, would, he was the encourager for me. He reminded me of my dreams. Sometimes you get stuck in the day-to-day -day monotonous work of doing whatever it is you're doing. But, but Pastor Phil reminded me of my dreams. And then he encouraged me to go after them. And so I opened up my first location. And then I began to hire people. Opened my second location. Hired some more people. Did shows, trade shows. All of, pr prior to social media. And then there was a kid. His name was uh, Deshaun out of Delaware. His barbershop was called The Ambiance. He came to visit me one day at one of my locations while I was cutting hair. And he sat there and he watched me do a haircut. And he said, hey, um, are you preparing that haircut for a competition? I said, nah, this guy, he, he come in here every two weeks and gets something like this. And he said, people need to see what you're doing. And he asked me to explain what I was doing. I explained it to him. I didn't know he was a barber at the time. He said, I'm a barber out of Delaware. You cut my uncle and my cousin's hair. You do a hell of a job on them. And I just came by to see you in action. He introduced himself. We, we, we built a friendship. And what he did was something that no one else has ever done in the barbering world for me in the very beginning is he wanted me to compete. I said, I don't want to compete. He said, but you need to be teaching. He did two things. The first thing he did was he paid $150 for me to join the IHS hair show in New Jersey. It's New York, but it was New Jersey. And I went and I got second place. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just went there, did some haircuts and showcased them on stage. But I learned a lot that day. I was undefeated after that. 
first place in every category after that and won $25,000 in the Bronner Brothers Barber Competition. The second thing that Deshaun did was he encouraged me. He coached me. He said, look, man, you have to get a photographer. You have to film your work and you have to put it in a magazine. It's not Sean Anthony. It's Deshaun. It's a different guy. I went and got a photographer. Took some pictures of my work. Put them in a magazine. Because that's what somebody coached me to do. And he says, I think that you should be teaching. You need to be at these trade shows teaching. And so I did that. And he coached me through that process. He said, these are the magazines that you want to send your information to. And here's, a, here's a, a, a photo competition that you could be. It's called the Golden Scissor Awards. And I, di- I was listening to what he said. He was guiding me. And I took his coaching and I did what he asked me to do. And what it did is it created opportunity because somebody got a hold of that magazine that I paid money to be in. And they called me up from Atlanta and said, we want you to be in our competition. They did a phone interview and I said, I don't want to compete. I want to teach. And they said, if you will do the competition, we'll give you a class. But what catapulted me wanting to do a class is I went to Baltimore to a trade show. And I've been going to trade shows from time I was 18 years old, every year. IBS hair show and any hair shows that I can go to at the time. But I remember going to Baltimore to a trade show and I sat in a barber class and a guy got on the stage and he told everyone to go to CVS or Walgreens or Piggly Wiggly, he was from down south. He said, and get you a gel pen. And I was looking at him. This guy was, his name was Bobby from Bobby's World. He was the person who cut off Ludacris's braids and did a, 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 a beacon on him and made his hair completely black with the big black pork chops. The ugliest thing I've ever seen on a music video. I didn't believe that Ludacris allowed him to do that. It's okay, Bobby, if you hear me what I'm saying, you know it's the truth. So what happened was I went to his class and I'm sitting in the audience and I'm observing him say, get a gel pen and draw on a hairline and blend in the fade. And I said, I looked at Deshaun and Deshaun looked at me and said, I told you you need to be teaching. I said, this is what they're teaching at these shows now? He said, I told you you need to be teaching. And at that moment, I had a mission. I had a mission because I always wanted to open up a school, but I had a mission to help empower our industry. And what was it that I was doing? I was following the advisement of my coach. And at that time, it was Deshaun. Then there was Elio. Then there was Tim Johnson. Then there was Eddie from the Finest Barbers. Then there was Efex Apps. Regardless of how great you may be, Michael Jordan had a coach. Kobe Bryant had a coach. Tom Brady had a coach. These great athletes in the world have coaches for a reason. Doesn't matter how talented you are. You need a coach. You need somebody who can help advise you. The shop that you choose when you leave this location is important to your personal, financial, and mental growth. Your confidence. The place that you choose when you leave Premier is important. Or wherever you may be going to school, the shop that you choose is important. The people that are going to be speaking into your life. 
It's important. Don't worry about if it's really busy. Is it important? Yes, you want to make money. Yes, you want to be in a place that has clientele. All of that is important. But if you're just making money and you're not developing and growing as a person, then you pick the wrong place. I know everybody that's worked for me has built their credit up. Purchased a home. Purchased a car. Learned how to invest their money. I know when you work for me, that's what happens. I know I can't hire everybody, but I know every shop owner ain't like me. The shop that you choose is extremely important for your personal, your emotional, your mental, and your financial growth. You got to choose a spot that is going to be good for your growth. Don't just make an emotional decision quickly. The education you choose is important. Finding the right people that are going to speak into your life. The right people that are around you are going to help coach you and guide you in the right direction. Is important. You better pick the right spot. You better pick the right school. You better pick the right coach. You better find somebody that can be there for you in your developmental stages. My first coaches was my parents. I've had many coaches along the way. To this day, I still have people that I allow to speak into my life regardless of my successes. I still have people that speak into my life. People to help coach me and guide me. This week, Effect said, hey, turn your camera on. We're going to record something. And he asked me to do the speech. The reason that I know the MLK speech is because when I worked with Champ, the first shop that I ever worked at, he took me on my first flight ever. He said, I got to go to North Carolina to visit family. I said, I want to go. He said, well, you got to buy your own ticket. I said, okay, I'm making money. I buy my own ticket. I didn't know how to buy a ticket. I didn't know where to buy a ticket. We didn't have the internet. I had to buy a ticket to go to North Carolina. So he showed me how to get a flight ticket. I went with him and I remember going to North Carolina first time on a flight. And I'm sitting there in awe looking at this, the clouds and looking down at the world. And it was my first experience on a flight. But we traveled there more than once. This time we went on a flight. The next time we went down there, we drove in his van to go visit family. And I went with him. I ate breakfast with Champ. I worked all day with Champ. I had dinner with Champ. And we traveled all the time. He was coaching me. I was learning business through him. But while we were traveling, he got hired to speak. He used to, he used to be like a preacher. And so while he was speaking, he said, hey, I got this event I'm going to be speaking at. Can you sing a song? So he would speak. I would sing. He would speak. I would sing. I would sing. He would speak. Well, one year he got hired to do a Martin Luther King speech. And the whole entire drive down to North Carolina... I'm listening to the speech over and over and over and over and over because he had to memorize it so that he can speak it without looking at notes. Understand the cadences and the pauses and get the right vibrato of Martin Luther King's voice. And I learned that by being with him. So this week when I did it, I was only talking about my experiences and I was using Martin Luther King's speech as a reference because my coach said, hey, 
I want you to turn the camera on and I want you to talk about your experience, but do it like Martin Luther King. And that's what happened. I'm listening to my coach. Do you have a coach? Did you forget how to dream? You need somebody in your life to help ignite those dreams. Pastor Phil reminded me of some of those dreams that I had as a young kid. And the reason he knew them is because I spoke them. I spoke them to him. When he asked the right questions, I spoke those dreams so that he would understand what those dreams were. You know, there is this misconception that people have. Keep certain things to yourself. I don't think you should keep them to yourself. I think you should give them to the right people. Not everybody needs to hear your stuff. But I don't think you keep stuff to yourself. I'll give you a simple example. If you have a bad credit score, most people are afraid. I don't want to tell nobody my credit. Why? What does it affect? How does it affect you if you know my credit score? It doesn't. I either have good credit or bad credit. And if I tell you that, you can't do anything with my credit, right or wrong. Right. But if I have bad credit and you know how to get good credit, don't you think it'd be important for me to share that I got bad credit? Too many people are afraid to share that because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed that maybe they made some poor decisions and they don't want nobody to call them out on their stuff. It's like the, it's like the, Insta, uh, the Instagram influencer that got 100,000 followers, but he lives at home on his mom's couch. There's a facade. You look really, really good, but your credit's messed up. You should let people know that your credit's bad. So someone can help you. Don't give nobody your social. That's stupid. But you should let somebody know that you're struggling in the area. Hey, my credit's messed up. Most people who get their credit repaired is because they told somebody. I share my dreams and my visions with people. People that I think value what it is that I do and can help speak life into that dream so that I can continue to pursue it, whether they're a part of that journey or not. You have to speak those things. Don't be afraid to share it. If you're concerned that you're sharing it with the wrong person, then they're probably the wrong person. But you have to find people. Some of you guys started school, especially you new guys, even some of the guys that are already here. And some of your family and friends thought you was crazy. Why are you doing that? Right? Am I wrong? Why are you doing that? Why, why, why are you going to school? What are you doing that for? What? You're going to do barber school? They don't believe in your dream. You told the wrong person. You thought you told the right person. Sometimes your parent ain't the right person. You got to find the right people that you can speak to and say, hey, this is what's going on. I always wanted to do this thing, man. And people are going to help you make decisions and position to do the, th the right thing and make it the right thing. There are going to be challenges along the way. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because life just does that to us. But having the right coach teaches you how to pivot in the moment. How to maneuver around our obstacles, especially if they've overcome some of those things. It's really interesting that in my personal life, when a student comes to me sometimes with some of their problems and issues, on the inside, I might be smiling like, oh, look at him. He's struggling. Look at her. Oh, she's having a rough moment right now. 
on the inside. On the outside, I'm very serious and I'm, I'm attentive to what it is that you're saying because I understand where you are. But on the inside, I'm smiling because I've overcome it or I know somebody else and it sounds like somebody else and I can help guide you through that process. So on the inside, I'm like, oh, look at them. And I know my parents did that to me when I was, mom, she broke my heart. My mom was like, oh, that's okay, honey. But she had her heart broken before. So she knew how to get through it. It's because I shared it with my mom and I didn't keep it to myself. You have to share these experiences with people. When you're going to a barbershop, tell them what it is that you want. Also, let them know what it is that you offer. Other than some good haircuts and some nice clothes. What else can you offer the barbershop? Everyone starts off with a honeymoon phase. They come in sweeping, answering the phone. After they start, they get a little cocky and ego sets in or laziness. Then their true self comes out. Owners, we know that, right? We're like, oh, look at them. And as owners, we're like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. We encourage them. Then the old barbers that have been there for a while, they're like, yeah, you know, you ain't got to do that. And the shop owners, we're like, yeah, we'll see how long the honeymoon stage lasts with this one. But we still encourage it because we need it, right? And it helps. But it's what happens. Honeymoon phase. It's like dating somebody for the first time. You do all the cool stuff. And after a while, you stop doing the cool stuff. Somebody at her job is now doing all the cool stuff. A lot, a lot of people forget how they started. A lot of people started their business. Yet We had a guy last week. He said, I don't... He told you to market yourself. Did he not get on stage and say you need to market yourself? Did he not repeat what I was saying? But he also said, I haven't been posting lately. Isn't that something? When you start growing and elevating, you develop an ego and you forget how you started. I still clean the windows at the barbershop from time to time and here at the school because it's a reminder to me of how I started. It's how I started with cleaning the windows. It's humility. You go into a place, you have to have humility. I'm not talking about being humble, have humility. It's okay to have a little bit of an ego, a confidence, a little arrogance about your ability. But you got to have humility. Al, you're going to be the new guy at the shop. You're going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. He can't walk into the shop and say, yeah, my name's Al. I just graduated from Premier, and I'm the best one here. I know. It's good, though. I love it. It's good confidence. I, I love it. Trust me, I do. I love it. So I'm just, I'm just sharing that with you because guess what? Reality is going to set it. But make sure you're selecting the right place. Guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining. Don't forget, Greenville, North Carolina, March the 12th and the 13th. I will be at the OGCB, OG Barber Con OGBC uh, Barber Conference, Cleveland Barber and Beauty Expo, March 19th in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, continue to create content. Don't forget that you have had some dreams. And if you're struggling with that dream, and sometimes your life feels like a nightmare, go and talk to somebody who can help guide you and get you back to believing in yourself and those dreams. I wanted to wear suits. I started wearing suits. I wanted to get a car. I got me a car. I elevated myself because I had dreams and I had people coach me, guide me, help me to make decisions so I can position myself to be the person that I thought I could be. I would hate. And, and even, even though with all the things that I've done, 
I'm scared to see what my potential self could have been. I'm afraid to face myself and look at myself and be like, man, I could have did that. Man, man, with all the stuff I've done, I still could have done so much more with my potential. I would hate to have to run into my potential self and have to ask myself the questions, why didn't I make better decisions? You need a coach. You need people to speak into your life. You don't gotta be an influencer on social media, but if you run a business and you're cutting hair, that means you're running a business. You need to be posting what it is that you do and let the audience that are consuming it, consume it. If you need a coach, you need somebody to help guide you. You need somebody that does it. Use your people that's next to you. I know Efex is doing this whole campaign of, of a content coach. He's my content coach. He's doing some content coaching. You might want to check into his uh, Instagram. I posted in my stories. He has a, a link that he's doing a webinar. Because guess what? Some of you aren't going to want to turn the camera on and do the stuff. You know you need to do it. You're just not going to do it. You don't get the results that you want. These students who showed up today to sign up, they took action. They had an idea, they had a dream, they had a thought. They took action. They called the school. Maybe somebody didn't pick up. They called again. They sent in a form. Dan called them back. If we were on vacation, you probably got called a little later. But they made a decision to choose to be here. They're applying action to that dream or to that thought. And we're here to help bring what it is that they want for themselves to fruition. Guys, thank you so much for joining. It's another Tyreek Talk Tuesday. Remember, serve your needs by serving the needs of others. You better go out and chase your dream. Find somebody who can help speak into you. I love you guys. I hope I served your needs today. Have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you all.